And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crush. It's all too much. Can you hear me? It's all too much. Oh, totally, dude. This whole admit button. So fucking weird. Oh, dude. No, I don't know. Fuck HP. This is why I stick to fucking uh, iPhones. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you know where we stopped at so I can try to like get back to that? <laughs> right. I have no fuck. I was like, I don't. You're talking oh, to a yes. guy whose brain doesn't work right. I don't know. I okay. know. I know. I literally thought. All right. All right. I know. Ready? Okay. Ten. <laughs> Welcome to Caesar Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. It's Micah B side and your favorite co-host. You're gonna hear it with JoJo. That's right. Cheers to you, man. Cheers, absolutely. What are you sipping on tonight? Um, this is a new uh, discovery. Spaceman Double IPA. Spaceman, kind of like your, uh, I like how you got the green screen going tonight behind you for your background. The Aurora Bully. Borealis, <laughs> absolutely. There you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, I noticed it earlier before we had our technical difficulties and uh, I was, I, I, I didn't even notice for about like five minutes and then i was like oh shit there's a green screen because i was so confused i was like what the, what the fuck is behind him but it's dope I'm glad, you, I'm glad you got it i had to man i had to you know i'm i'm so mobile these days yeah. it's like and a background screen is better than a parking lot or a bunk bed in the corner or you know wherever i happen mm. to be so 100 percent. yeah i'm recording on the fly brother <laughs> so like we were saying yeah you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> um there's so much going on right now and there's a lot that i want to touch on and we touched on it before we got the technical difficulties now this is something that's gonna go we're going to have to maybe talk about this a lot more. No, we will be talking about this a lot more because, because it needs to be talked about. And that's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it needs and, to be brought up again. Well, you and I brought it up. Um, you and I brought it up before the glitches in that we don't really know what it's like because why we're first world white guys living in you know in, in a very sheltered area 100 yeah. percent. and so it's like we literally had i know for a fact i mean obviously like out here there's definitely hispanic mix but even that is like maybe 30 percent. and mm-hmm. then i would say we had one we had one african-american in our school right you right. know and like and like uh and it was just it was just wild you know as that was it and so, like, really, my first exposure to, like, being around that, you know, is, like, because I also grew up playing hockey. So, when I was traveling, playing sports, it was just more white people. Like, that's just, you know. Yeah, because um, it's hockey. But but growing up, one of my best friends, uh, he was a dark-skinned Russian. And he was adopted. And so, like, I grew up, and that was one of my best friends and stuff like that. But that still doesn't mean I know anything about what he's going through, you know. Right. And so... And even then, so it was like my first real exposure to it is when I went to boot camp for the Marines. Uh huh. 
literally when I was like 18 and I, I graduated high school and two weeks later I was in San Diego and you're split. And I never really had a big, I didn't give a shit. I was like, whatever, you know, it's just like, so for that, but it was like, there's also like, but there was like little things that like, I was just like ignorantly prejudiced about, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one reason like, I don't, I used to, and like, I always, I always tell people, you know how I know where I grew up is white. Cause how does every racist joke start? You look over your shoulder. Well, where I grew up, nobody looked over their shoulder. You know what I'm saying? It was just that thing. Yeah. It was just like, and like, I feel horrible for it now, you know, cause like, I know, so you know, I've definitely told more than my fair share of racist jokes. I'm not going to lie about it. And so my first real exposure was like, when I went to boot camp for the Marines and I realized I was like, no, like that shit is real to them. You know? And like, as I got to yeah. know people of color and minorities, especially when I was serving and traveling around and especially actually living in Asia for a year where that was the first time I was a white guy in Asia, you know? And it was like, it was like, yeah. I stood out and it was kind of uh-huh. a weird perspective but trust me that's not the same to like at all to people of color in the united states at all you know but it's just one of those weird things where it's like but i have my own prejudices it gives it you did. a glimpse yeah a little bit a little bit of one and it was just like one of those things especially when i went to boot camp and like i started hanging out you know uh people of color just became my friends and my co-workers and it was just a good mix and i'm, I'm really glad for it because like i had so many just like unconscious prejudices like i didn't even like think about until it was just far too late. And so it was just like, oh, it's, you know, so that was, and that was like kind of my own thing, like a few years ago, kind of working that out when I, you know, like six, seven years ago when I first left. And it was just wild. And now it's like this, and now like, I'm, I, like, I'm super glad, like, I had that though, you know, it's just because, mm-hmm. like, even though I thought I wasn't racist and I always say what never was, but it was, I just had like unconscious prejudices just based on where I grew up. Right. And that right. was it. And so that's why it's like, I don't tell racist jokes. I hate saying like, I never say anything like racial slurs and stuff like that. I try to be as like, you know, people can say I'm a snowflake, but I try to be as PC about it as I can. Cause that's the correct thing to fucking do. It's just, it's just respectful. Like it's, that's it. Like PC right. is just respect. So like when people are like, yeah, it's like, that's it. It's like people are getting get offended. Like, I don't like to say the R word, you know, I don't like to say retarded either. It's just like, mm-hmm. It's it's a derogatory term towards somebody, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not. I try. I've made an effort to take it out of my vocabulary. Yeah, you know, and it's just because yeah, I, 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 I want. Uh-huh. I try to be accepting of everybody, but it's like I had just little stupid things that just weren't right, but I was just ignorant to it, and that's it. But experience showed you otherwise. It's getting out there. It's learning. It's asking questions. Whether or not you can travel, it doesn't matter. What matters is stepping outside of your norm and risking to say, okay, I might be right. I might be wrong, but this is how I feel. Tell me why or why not I should feel this way. Right? Right. And and then being able to say, oh, I might be wrong, you know, or even more um, relevant to the discussion, I might have been conditioned through my life to feel this way. And it's not really accurate, you know, per se. And so, yeah, I see what you mean. And Growing up when we had to move out of the mountains down in 
to the inner city. So we go from crazy miners in the high country to right. like inner city shit where we're the only white kids. But it gave me a particular viewpoint that not a lot of white people get, you know? Oh, guess what? You're going to get your ass kicked if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I get it. And, but I don't get it, but I don't get it because that was just a tiny little sliver of what it's, these people have dealt with for generations. And, and well, it has, it's like, that's the thing is like, it's like, I can go to black lives matter protest all I want. And it, you know, I can raise my fist and I can scream a chance. But the fact of the matter is when I leave that protest, I never have to like feel that real fear that, I was just ups- that I'm upset about, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. It's like, I'll never understand what it's like to be a minority. I'll never pretend to Yeah, hundred percent, you know, like I'm never going to even fake it. I, I can guarantee like, and like part of it is like, maybe it was like, so now my dad was a firefighter when I grew up and he, you know, firefighter works a lot of police. So growing up, like I had a lot of police officers in and out of the house, you know? So like I've grown up and I definitely say I've benefited white privilege and just being around police officers. Even when like I've been in trouble, I've never worried about an encounter with the police. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, anyways, this is kind of what happened. Like, it's never, I never have to worry about the things that like you know other people have to worry about, right? Of potentially being just accused. All of a sudden, your name's being run. I got pulled over once for doing. I was just doing like I was like 75 in a 45. And the cop didn't even take take my license, my registration. He walked up and he was like, "Hey, man, you're going way over the speed limit." I was like, and I literally, and I was like, and I was like, "Yeah, I was on my way home from work and I was really tired. I was trying to go home." He was like, "All right, well, nothing seems out of the ordinary. Have a good night." You yeah. know, and like I'm not saying that's white privilege. Like I really don't know, but I had zero. I, I, I was doing 30 over and I got off with a warning. Okay. Put this into perspective. The, the statistics show that if you're black, you have a 20 to 30% more of a chance of being given a citation for that than if you're white. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You are twice as likely to be, convicted or pulled over than if you're white um i'll put it this way if i were of darker skin the shit i did in the 90s i would have been i probably would still be in jail okay yeah yeah but i'm a white kid so you know yeah, and it's really, and it's literally so simple. It's just like really ridiculous. You know, like I've never had a, I've never really had a negative encounter with a cop ever, mm-hmm. at all. And like, and it, and, and it's I have, probably because but where I, I had to induce it. I've provoked yeah. moments, but it was my own making. They wanted yeah. to let me go. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. Seizure Salad Foster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. 
The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening and join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps? Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up. Never let up because the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret will never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my eyes glaze and my knees drift south, and you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth?